You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should. I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Jay Barker Show live from AVX on this Monday edition. We've got a lot to get into today. Not from college football, some NFL news and notes for you as well. But also some great guests coming up. Mick Gillespie uh, at the bottom of the hour, 1230. He'll join us from Bama Insider on 3 Media. And then at 115, Tim Brando from Fox Sports. We've also got Lars Anderson back in the studio. Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. And uh, you'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Right there next to Protective Stadium, whether before or after those UAB games, great tailgating spot or any events there at Protective Stadium are just a great time with workers, family, and friends. You'll love Top Golf for Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford, Oxford, Anniston, Alabama. All right, a big weekend. Alabama gets it done 55 to 3 over the Vanderbilt Commodores, also in the SEC. Georgia gets by Kent State 39 to 22. Not as impressive a win as most people thought, but still 4 0, number one in both polls. Alabama, number two. Kentucky over Northern Illinois 31 to 23. Arkansas takes, uh, or Texas A&M takes down Arkansas 23 to 21. What a crazy game that was. 
uh, off the go post, the top of that for the kick, the right go post, and then also the handoff on the uh, the recovery uh, down the goal line. Not sure why he jumped from about five yards out, but we'll get into that. Uh, also, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Tennessee big win, 38-33 for them. Huge win there at uh, Nayland Stadium and also Ole Miss over Tulsa, 35-27. Auburn over Missouri in a wacky, weird finish in overtime, 17-14. to Mississippi State takes down Bowling Green, 45-14. LSU over New Mexico, 38 to nothing, and South Carolina wins big over Charlotte, 56 to 20. But a lot to get into. I thought Alabama's best game, guys, uh, on both sides of the ball, even on special teams, uh, except for the fumble, really the two fumbles by Kool-Aid, but uh, he'll get those things corrected. But the most complete game I've seen Alabama play in the run game, in the pass game, defense especially, uh, what they did uh, on third downs to Vanderbilt was just unbelievable. Uh, best game I've seen them play so far this entire year. Lars, hope you had a great time away in vacation last week. But gra- glad to have you back in. Your thoughts about this weekend? Yeah, good to be back. Um, yeah, going back and sort of watching the uh, rewatching the Alabama game. I mean, Will Anderson just a a, a beast. Uh, uh, Bryce Young, um, as good as ever, and just hearing Saban's comments after, and I know we're going to hear Coach Saban here in a, a minute or two, uh, just really happy. Uh, he th- said he thought the team played well um, and that uh, everybody's buying into the, quote, standard, and uh, that's been something he has been talking about for a while. And, uh, again, he's he's been uh, very optimistic about this team, Matt, for uh, several weeks, if not months now. And now Alabama's off to a 4-0 start for the seventh season in a row. And a uh, big game this weekend. And CBS is uh, uh, the prime window there at uh, about a 2:37 kickoff against a Arkansas team that has to be quite agitated Whoa. about how things finished for them last week. My little piggies have to be very, very hot. But, uh, Alabama is starting to look as though they're playing on all eight cylinders, if you will. Offensive line seems more cohesive than they had in the previous games. Wide receivers are kind of, I guess, Lars, they're doing it by committee now. You know, if, if it's um, Olden's that's going to step up, if it's Brooks, that can, they both stepped up this past weekend. And I, I think one of the most encouraging reports I saw is that JoJo Earl and Tyler Harrell are now warming up and working out. And when they can get that over the top against a team like Arkansas, I think their chances are pretty good. And All right, guys, we got Coach Saban coming to the podium. Uh, pedestals, okay, let's, let's go right now. a good now start too. in the That's SEC. Sweet. I think we played, you know, a little better in the last game. Uh, paid better attention to detail. Had more success when we did. Um, and when we didn't, we probably didn't have as much success, but we were very consistent uh, for the most part in how we executed offensively, defensively, and on special teams. Still things that we need to improve on. You know, we need to show that we can sort of build uh, on this and show progress as a team, individually and collectively. Uh, This is a very dangerous team. We're playing in Arkansas. They have a very, very good team coming off a tough loss. Um, So they make a lot of explosive plays. You know, A.J. Jefferson is dual threat-wise, big, strong, really good passer, uh, they got a lot of quarterback runs, uh, which create another gap on defense. And to go with that, they have great play action passes. They make a lot of explosive plays. You know, Sam's done a great job there to me. And they got a, they play with toughness. You know, they run the ball effectively, stop the run on defense. I mean, their guys play hard. Um, we got a real culture there. 
um, that shows great intangibles. Um, their defense is good. Uh, so this is a really, really good all-around team, and it's going to take great preparation on our part to go on the road and be able to play the way we need to play against a very good SEC team. How would you characterize the team's offensive identity after four games? Um, you know, I think you build an identity over a season, uh, and we're going to continue to try to do that so that we have balance and we feature the players that we have on our team um, so that they have the best opportunities to be successful. I think there's been times when we've done that extremely well, and there's times that um, we haven't. But I, I really can't, you know, we made a lot of explosive plays in the last game, which we want to continue to be able to do, to utilize the skill players that we have and run the ball effectively when we need to. So we're still, you know, building on that identity, but I think the players are making really good progress. Michael? After four games of film work, uh, watching Drew Sanders, where have you seen him take his game at Arkansas? Well, Drew was a good player when he was here. I unfortunate injuries, and he's certainly playing well for them, and you know, it's good to see that he's he, he's doing a good job for them. We're, we're happy for him and his family. Charlie? Bryce obviously had a big year for you guys last year, but where have you seen him improve the most from year one as a starter to now? Well, I think the big thing is he's got a lot of new people around him, uh, and I think that it creates tremendous value for him, as he did in the last game, when he makes it work with the players that we have now. And I think each week we've done a little bit better job of that, and uh, I think to have continued growth in that area is important for him and for us. Coach, what kind of role do off-the-field staff members like equipment, nutrition, athletic training, field crew play in the overall success of the program? Well, you can't have success without them, I can tell you that. I think they do. That's one of the things that we have a great team here. Everybody contributes in a really positive way. Our training staff is tops in the country. Medical staff's tops in the country. I think our players believe and trust in those people. We have great nutrition program for our players uh, that we're constantly trying to get them to take advantage of. Um, you know, the equipment guys, these guys have to do more to get ready for a game than probably anybody, and it goes pretty much unnoticed uh, by everybody except us. Um, so I, I don't think you can have a great program if you don't have great people in all those support roles. What would you say have been some of the keys to success for the run defense through the first four games? Well, you got to beat blockers on the line of scrimmage, and everybody's got to do their job and fit the runs right. And, um, you know, so far we've doing, done that fairly well. But, you know, the challenges in this week's game are going to be far greater than anything we faced at this point uh, because they have a really good scheme. Uh, there are a lot of quarterback runs involved in it. So um, it's going to take a great week of preparation for us to be able to play the runs well in this in this week. Hi, Coach. Uh, from your experience, I'm curious if there's any benefit or impact to evaluating a team on tape after a loss, meaning is there anything that you see after the team loses that you can kind of use as you or scout the team, or how do you feel if that helps at all? Well, first of all, I don't see their team after they lost. 
you know, I see the game. I see how they lost. I'm sure they're very disappointed. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, they'll be upset with the way that, you know, the game ended up, the outcome of the game, whether it was the fumble where they had a chance to go in and score a touchdown that got returned 98 yards or whatever for a touchdown, which is like a 14-point swing. But I don't really control how the other team thinks or what they, they do. You know, I think the key for us is to play the best that we can play and, you know, not allow the other team to get well when they play us because of how we play. I'm sure they've got their goals and aspirations for how they want to play. I was wondering if you and the offensive staff kind of go through at all week by week, how the playbook's being kind of incrementally rolled out throughout the season and kind of how you guys manage that. How the what filled out? The playbook is kind of incrementally rolled out throughout the season or kind of how you manage kind of what you have in the playbook earlier in the season. Yeah, well, we have a playbook and um, it's really a lot of plays, more plays than we could ever run in a game. And you have to pick and choose and you try to do before the season ever starts. These are the weapons. These are the things. These are the 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 things that we need to be able to go through the season and the players to understand, you know, when we play certain types of teams that do certain things and these things are better against other teams. And then you try to change the presentation uh, each week uh, so that maybe the other team has a more difficult time recognizing what you're doing and what you're trying to do. Uh, but you don't take the whole playbook, nor do you sort of reinvent the wheel every week uh, for what you want to do, uh, because it's what the players know and it's what they can execute. Uh, I think you tweak it from week to week. You add some things, you do some things that you haven't done in the past couple of weeks. And we do self-scout on ourselves uh, each week. Um cumulative of what we've done throughout the season so that we can see if there's some tendencies that we're creating and how we could, you know, maybe break those and, you know, future games and future game plans. And yes, I do meet with the offense about that. I meet with them about a game plan. I meet with them about, you know, the openers that we have in each game, how we're going to start each game. Um, philosophically, how do we want to, you know, go about attacking the other team? Um, we thought it's like in the last game, for example, you know, we thought spreading Vanderbilt out and making a play in space would be an advantage for us. So that's what we did. Might not be the case against another team. Drew Sanders has played more inside linebacker at Alabama or at, at Arkansas. Is that a role that you kind of envisioned for him here? And then what does it say about his versatility that he's able to kind of do both? Right. Well, you know, that was probably what we were going to do. Um, but never worked out it is what it is um it's good for him that he can play you know both positions and uh that he's doing well and Nick, just wanted to ask you about kj jefferson uh just his size and how tough he is if in coaching or in practice this week are you really focusing on wrapping up and tackling and just how dynamic of a threat is he both as a passer and a runner well, I mentioned before what a dynamic player that he is. Um, big, strong guy, hard to tackle, hard to sack, hard to get on the ground, uh, can push the pile and run over people when he runs quarterback runs. Very physical, you know, player. Um, so all those things that you mentioned are certainly things that we want to emphasize this week. But you can't minimize the effectiveness of this guy as a passer. 
You know, he is really, really good. He's got a strong arm, uh, throws uh, the deep ball well, and, you know, they make a lot of explosive plays uh, because they run the ball extremely well. They have really good play-action passes, but he executes it both ways very, very well. Two more, Mason. Of course, Kobe Prentice is starting for he's one of your wide receivers, but also number 17, Isaiah Bond, and 19, Kendrick Law, got some time early in last game. Just what have you seen from this freshman wide receiving group that's kind of impressing you, whether in games or in practice? Yeah, well, those guys are talented guys, and they're also smart guys. They've been able to learn the offense and make, you know, really good incremental progress week in and week out. And we knew that. Those guys were good players when we recruited them, but we also knew that we needed, you know, some of the younger players to be able to develop into roles on the team to give us the kind of depth uh, that we need at the wide receiver position. Uh, so we've been very pleased with the way that has, you know, sort of transpired to this point. Uh, but again, for every position on the team, you know, how they can build on continued improvement will be a real key for us down the road. Finish up the back. Uh, early on in last week's game, Vanderbilt was having some success with some back shoulder passes. What would you say makes that pass so hard to defend? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, if you you got a guy cut off, which means you're in good position, you probably can defend the long ball because you're in that position. So the quarterback and the receiver throwing it to the back shoulder makes it difficult for the defensive back when he's in good position to be able to turn in the guy and play that ball. And it's kind of a timing throw, uh, but it's something that we work on quite a bit. Uh, we didn't always play it great in the game, uh, but you got to give some credit. You know, their number 14 is a pretty good player too. And we didn't give them the over-the-top ball, which is probably even more important. All right, thank you. Hi, welcome back in. And again, that was Coach Saban, weekly uh, press conference and uh, talking about the last game as well as looking ahead to Arkansas. We'll do more of that coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We've got Mick Gillespie coming to Bomb the Hour from Bama Insider on 3 Media. Also, 115 Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. At Academy Sports and Outdoors, they carry all the gear you need from the top brands, all at prices you'll love. And now shopping at Academy is more convenient than ever. They Tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days, highs between 78 and 81. Thursday, mostly sunny and cooler, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Six, 385 yards, four touchdowns. Looked like a Heisman performance from a Heisman Trophy winner against uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Chase McClellan, big day for him, 11 carries, 78 yards, a touchdown. Ja'Cory Brooks, six uh, receptions, 117 yards, two touchdowns. 
So some of the highlights there on the offensive side of the ball. We got a lot of guys involved in the game, and uh, also the other two quarterbacks had a chance to play as well uh, to back up uh, Bryce Young. But uh, just an overall really good game for the Crimson Tide. Arkansas has got the red out uh, coming uh, this weekend. Uh, 76,000 fans for Arkansas, or that's the capacity. I guess about 66,000 will be Arkansas and about 10,000 or more Alabama. But uh, they're doing the red out to get ready for the Crimson Tide, the blackout of 2008. And Georgia didn't work out so well for the Bulldogs. We'll see what happens for the Arkansas Razorbacks. But, guys, just uh, any other highlights uh, from the weekend? Uh, Man, what a win for Texas A&M over Arkansas. We talked about the recovery, but uh, that was a big win for Jimbo Fisher to get to 3-1 and go 1-0 in the SEC. But uh, Tennessee over Florida, y'all surprised by uh, number 11 now in the top 10 uh, as far. I think they're at eight now uh, for the Tennessee uh, Volunteers, but a big win for them over the Florida Gators. I was just talking to Lars about that at the top of the hour, and, uh, yeah, Tennessee's for real. Uh, They're now well entrenched in the top 10. Um, But, man, I saw a lot of fight in Florida that I thought Tennessee might take away from them. But uh, they were still getting up and getting after it. <clears throat> and when um, AR gets really comfortable, healthy, and confident, he is going to be the quarterback everybody's already expecting him to be. And I, they use the word Cam Newton. Well, wait a minute. Let, let's, let's, let's hold that jury for just a little while. But the big deal guy, and we've kind of buried the lead, but good grief. Is Auburn the most fortunate football program? And I Auburn buddies are going to get on to me, but, I mean, you can cite the examples from punt, Bama punt, to pick six, to the reverse that went to the wrong guy in order to beat Alabama. And then certainly this one, Jay, may top the list. A missed point after, really, field goal, and, and then that dumb play at the goal line, and Auburn somehow managed to walk out of there with a 17-14 to 14 victory. Give me your quick thoughts on the Tigers this past weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. And, um, you know, the tip that happened against Georgia uh, that same year, the kick six, um, I mean, just a, a magical year for them. Um, you know, look, Auburn's 3-1. and one. Uh, Harson needed this win. Goes to 1-0 and oh, and to beat Missouri, beat uh, kind of a disciple of his uh, there at Missouri as far as the head coach. But um, they got it done 17-14. to 14. Never extend the ball with inside hand, number one. Always extend the ball with two hands, number one. <laughs> I guess the other one's number two. Um, and I just can't believe it slipped out of his hand like that right there at the goal. I mean, what, a half a yard away. And uh, they win that game. And, you know, what wasn't Auburn stopping them. It was what they did to themselves. Self-inflicted by Missouri to get the win, Lars. And, yeah, Auburn, uh, there, there's Joel Platt came out today and said that Deion Sanders will be your next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. We got the Aflac Bowl now. Hey, I think that would be a great get. Deion Sanders has showed that he can do one thing that Brian Harson can't, and that is recruit. And um, and I, I think uh, it would be a big, a bit of a gamble because you don't know what Deion Sanders' track record would be, would be, or what it, what his track record is as a coach. So you don't necessarily know what you are getting. And I've always sort of been an advocate of if you're a high-profile program, you don't want to hire a guy who has only been a head coach for one or two years. But um, but yeah, that that game against Missouri was just the uh, the ultimate pillow fight. It uh, the, the 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 second half, the drive chart, right when the score's tied at fourteen, punt, 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 turnover on downs, miss field goal, and what is Eli Drinkowitz thinking? You got the ball at the three yard line with forty five seconds to go. 
run the ball in. Don't take a knee. A kicker, you never know what's going to happen. And, of course, you know, you set it up in the middle, and what happens? The kicker misses. That was ultimately fitting for what it has to be one of the worst-played games I've ever seen. Well, I don't think either one of these guys is going to walk away coach of the year after that one. No. Uh, no. It, it it's just, just surprising. Like, Eli Drinkwitz is a great coach. I think he's a really and, good and coach. And he's a heck of but, a guy. You ever heard his interviews? Yeah. He's, you know, not, he's, just, he's, he's not coaching I just, all the uh, time. It's uh, just when you have a chance to end it, uh, go ahead and end it. Don't leave and, it on the foot of your and, kicker. And by the way, Auburn's not playing very good defense this year. I guess they played a little bit, but it was against Missouri. But Auburn's offense is just absolutely awful. I think it's like tenth from the worst in all of uh, FBS. Yeah, wow. and uh, even though, yeah, I mean Brian Harson, Jay, if, if 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 Missouri wins that game, is Brian Harson coach today, or was he fired yesterday? Uh, the way things are going right now, college football people are getting really. Georgia Tech just fired their AD and their head coach, um, and uh, amazing that that's happening this early in the season. We're going to see it more and more of that, I guess, with the transfer rules and everything else that's going on. I think they feel like they've got to get uh, their guys out in order to start looking for the next guy. But uh, Brent Key takes over as interim head coach at Georgia Tech. Uh, Harson is not out yet. He's three and one. He got he beat Missouri. Uh, surprise, Joe Platt came out and made not surprise, I guess, but you know he wants to kind of be out there ahead of the game, I guess, with Deion Sanders. But uh, you know that that in itself is not going to help him with uh, a lot of fans probably wanting to see a guy like. Dion at the helm of their university. I mean, he would give them an, an absolute uh, pedestal there for them and in recognition uh, with recruits. And look, look, he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience, like you said. But here's the thing about Dion is that he's played the game at the highest level, played it uh, at a very high level, played baseball at a very high level. Uh, he is a guy that also, um, you know, was in the media, understands how to play the media and, and, or play that game and, and understands what he needs to do in order to get recruits in. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, even if with a three and one record right now, with that being mentioned, that's going to get a lot of fodder uh, from the fans as well as the media. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, continue uh, discussion about the Crimson Tide. We'll get Mick Gillespie's thoughts on it from Bama Inside on Three Media. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. Audio video excellence continues. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission, but I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. Is it? Thoughts. Uh, we pre-game show, the uh, post-game show as well as Monday Night Quarterback, and uh, a lot going on. And get his thoughts on the Crimson Tide. Mick, welcome, man. I hope you're doing well, my man. Doing great. How you guys? 
Man, doing good. Thank you. Right. Hey, um, it's let's just start with this year overall view of, of Alabama's win, fifty-five to three over Vanderbilt, and a huge day for one Bryce Young. Well, look, I thought it was a, a dominating win over a not so good team. Um, Alabama did what they had to do, though. You know, Nick Saban challenged those guys to not play down to the level of the competition, but play up to their level uh, of expertise, and they did that. I thought the offensive line did an awesome job. Uh, Bryce Young had all day to throw. Uh, we're starting to see Chase McClellan kind of emerge now as Alabama's uh, ground running back and maybe Jameer Gibbs as uh, the, the passing threat out of the backfield. Corey Brooks was excellent at the wide receiver spot. You know, a couple of uh, overthrows to Burton, but, you know, I see what they're trying to do there, working the deep pass. Uh, so Jermaine Burton, um, you know, timing-wise, getting close to being someone that could maybe take the top off of the defense. And then on the other side of the ball, Alabama's defense, another dominant performance. Will Anderson Jr. looked like Will Anderson Jr. from last year. He was uh, disruptive in, in the backfield a lot, got some sacks. And um, this defense quietly is having a very good season. Uh, with that said, Alabama has the tough part of the schedule starting on Saturday at Arkansas. Mick, what uh, position group worries you the most as Alabama prepares for Arkansas on the, uh, on, of course, on Alabama's side? What's up, Lars? Um, you know what? I think it's still wide receiver for me. I mean, I, I like seeing, uh, like I said, Ja'Cory Brooks kind of doing some things, catching some passes. Um, but I'm still waiting for someone to really take over and be the go-to guy. The other one's tight end. You know, um, you know, you saw Latu limp off the field. He came back. But, you know, I don't see, like, O.J. Howard out there. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm waiting for maybe Latu to be healthy and, and look like the guy from a year ago. Um, he, he came back and played, but he just, it just hasn't quite been the same season for him. And uh, that's another area where I think Alabama um, – you know, has some question marks still, even through four games. Hey, Mick, it's Matt. I hope you're doing well. Baseball's coming to a real good crest, but I'm not going to get into that because these folks want to know about Alabama and the SEC. I'm going to ask the other side of Laura's question, and that is what do you see, what position group is really impressing you right now after four games? Yeah, good to talk to you, Matt. Um, look, I, I think the defense. I think the defensive line and the linebackers and getting pressure and stopping the run, uh, they're tough. You know, they've only given up two touchdowns this year. You can see them really starting to uh, shut down the opposing defenses. And I, I think that this week's game is going to be the separator. We're going to find out who these guys are. Uh, but I'm, I'm a believer in the defense. You know, and I, I think that – as the level of competition gears up, that the defense is going to just keep on getting better and better. You know, uh, I watched the Arkansas-Texas A&M game, and what surprised me is after a quick start for Arkansas, they they were they couldn't do anything with the ball. You know, um, and I know part of that momentum after the uh, scoop and score touchdown when they were going in and, and and all that. But at the same time, Texas A&M shut down. Arkansas's offense, and I think Alabama is better than Arkansas, or excuse me, on Texas A&M on defense. So, 
to me, I'm most excited about seeing the pressure that Alabama's going to put on K.J. Jefferson this week and just how good this linebacker group is. Henry Oto looks like he's a lot better this year. He's more comfortable, and I thought he did a good job last year. So the defensive group, particularly up front to me for Alabama, is uh, the one that I feel the most confident in. Again, Mick Gillespie joining us from Bam Insider on 3 Media. And uh, a guy that we talked about on Saturday, we had a number of calls after the game and uh, running back Jamarian Miller. Um, very impressed by what this young man, I mean, he was an outstanding four-star uh, prospect out of Texas. Uh, Mick, he was uh, a guy that Andrew Bowen told us a lot about last year and said, look out for this guy. But uh, just watching some of his runs, uh, he, he just has that power and uh, great feet and, you know, movement. As far as you know, really pressing the hole and doing the things you got to do as a running back, I was haven't really seen him except in scrimmages. But to watch him in the game and some of the runs that he had, uh, this guy looks like he could be a, a real player for Alabama. Yeah, do you remember when it was Chase McClellan that was doing the same thing? Yeah, you know, and and, and they would bring him in late, and, and he would just bust runs, and you know, this this guy's kind of doing the same exact thing. He's turning heads, and all he's going to do. Is just continue to get more playing time. He, the end of the game matters to Nick Saban. You know, he wants to see what you do when you've got an opportunity. And look, it, the game might be over that particular night, but we saw it with Najee. Remember when Najee was that guy that would come in late in the game and then and, and do big things, and eventually he became a star running back at Alabama, a national champion, and now he's a you know an, an NFL running back. So. I'm excited about Miller as well. Um, he, he's been he's been a superstar late, and I think all that we're going to do is just continue to see him get more touches earlier and earlier as the season progresses. And if somebody gets hurt, it also gives you some confidence that if he had to, you know, jump in and and, and be a starter, that he could do it. Mick, what do you think the plan of attack is going to be for the Arkansas offense and uh, KJ Jefferson, who can beat you both with his arms, with his arm and his legs? I think Alabama is going to try to keep him into the in the pocket, uh, try to limit his run, uh, try to make him throw, and try to put pressure on him. And I think they're going to try to pressure him straight ahead, you know, right right in his face, um, and just make him uncomfortable. I I, I think that with Look, last year, one of the best games of the season was Alabama against Arkansas. Uh, but they don't have Traylon Burks anymore. He's in the NFL playing for the Titans, you know. So, you know, I, Burks was just un- unstoppable against Alabama. I don't know that they have anyone that really fits that bill. We saw it Saturday in Dallas that when it, when the game got tight, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of, of options there. Uh, they have a great run game, though. They're one of the best running teams in the country. They're going to try to establish the run against Alabama. But I'm going to tell you guys, since Nick Saban's been head coach, the the running attack for most teams, I mean, I'm talking 99% of the time, it isn't there. When Alabama wants to shut the run down, they're able to do that. Um, I got a feeling that that's going to be the case. Arkansas is going to have to throw to beat Alabama um, because I, I just don't see them establishing a true run attack on this Alabama defense. You know, um, I love Otis up front, the freshman. You know, he's, he's kind of a, a, a stopper within himself. It's, there's gonna be t- it's going to be tough sledding, I believe, for Arkansas 
uh, if they're unable to establish the path on Saturday because I think Alabama's going to really limit the run. All right, we got more with Mick Gillespie. Let me get the name right. Jamarian is how you say it. Jamarian, not Jamarian. Uh, Miller and um, I didn't know they had that little ear right beside the uh, names on the bios at Alabama now where you can actually hear the pronunciation or see the pronunciation guide that they've got. That's good stuff. All right, uh, we'll continue live from AVX with Mick Gillespie from Bam Insider on Free Media next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. Please join beautiful star 586A, order of the Eastern Star in partnership with Zeta Phi Beta. Tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days, highs between 78 and 81. Thursday, mostly sunny and cooler, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. AVX Audio Video Exits on this Monday edition, Jay Barker Show, and we've got Mick Gillespie from Bam Insider on 3 Media. Real quick before we get to him again, uh, I just want to remind you, if you're out there want to be a part of the Alabama's collective, a way for you as the uh, ordinary fan or you know super fan that wants to be involved, and uh, look, can't do a thousand, can't do a million, can't do five million. You've got to have to get in those boxes at Brian Denny Stadium, but you want to support the Crimson Tide. They've got a monthly subscription at a dollar value that you can afford and be a part of the collective that helps athletes with everything outside of the uh, normal scholarship and everything that's paid for by the university and uh, something that all the competition is doing. Get on board. Be a champion off the field for these guys who are trying to be a champion for it on the field. Join HTT.com. That's join HTT.com for high tide traditions. Get it done today. Also, this segment brought to you by Yingling Lager and uh, always great to uh, have them as a sponsor of a lot of stuff that you're doing. I know, Mick, but uh, tell us a little bit about Yingling Lager and uh, what they have been uh, they've been a great sponsor of yours for many years now. Hell yeah, yeah. Cheryl Yingling, a sixth generation owner of Yingling Lager, um, America's oldest brewery, by the way. And uh, Cheryl, you know, who's from Pottsville, Pennsylvania, instead of going to Penn State, like her entire family, swung it down to Tuscaloosa, graduated from Alabama. So in every one of those green bottles, there's a little bit of crimson love in there. Uh, Yingling Lager, great for your tailgate. And uh, like you said, you know, it's, uh, it's been, you know, awesome to team up with, I think, one of the best beers that's ever been brewed. Uh, and we've been doing that for a while on the tailgate show. Alabama goes on the road, and uh, they've had some struggles on the road last year and this year uh, at Texas. Uh, Arkansas, they got the red out coming with 76,000 fans there in their stadium. But talk about that and just, uh, you know, they need to go on the road and prove that they can play well there and not have the penalties and the mental mistakes, but to play a solid football game. Yeah, look, they're a 17-point favorite right now. And I'm curious to see where the line moves because you're right. You know, Alabama has not been very good on the road. They haven't been consistent on the road. But, you know, for the most part, they still win. Um, they win the game, but they don't defeat their opponent, as Nick Saban says. I, I, I think that's going to change this week. I know it's a tough atmosphere. I know Arkansas is hurting after their loss to uh, Texas A&M. But I think they got exposed a little bit against Texas A&M. Once Texas A&M kind of beat them up front, and we weren't really sure that that was going to happen, 
but when Texas A&M really buckled down and took the run game away from them, uh, they they weren't they weren't the team I thought they were. Right. Um, with that said, your season can turn around in a hurry if you beat Alabama. But I think this Crimson Tide team is about to turn the corner here. And, I, and, and it starts on the road because, look, the toughest games of the season this year are on the road. So if, if they're going to do anything, if they're going to get back to the college football playoff, if they're going to win the national championship, they're going to have to win on the road. And I think that this is the perfect challenge for them going into Arkansas on Saturday. I'm, I'm jam a lot more optimistic than I was when Alabama went to Texas. Our guest is Mick Gillespie. Mick, thanks for joining us. Uh, <clears throat> just a quick comment from myself. Texas A&M was able to shut down Arkansas's run. They were slashing them early. But uh, then 14 to nothing, A&M goes on a 23 to nothing run. And, of course, the dang kick hit the top of the upright. That's never seen anyway, that before. Never seen it before and probably never will. Um, but uh, I do need to ask you about another kick and a missed kick and a fumble at the goal line. Just give me a, a quick minute on a, a quick minute on Auburn. Look, Matt, as you know, you've been around this game for a long time. I don't know what Auburn did to you know to to get this Auburn Jesus, but he's real. And I saw him at the goal line just reach in and slap the football away. You know, um, Brian Harrison lives another week thanks to the uh, the work of Auburn Jesus. I honestly, I couldn't believe it. And, and, and I watched that game at Innisfree in Tuscaloosa, and I'm cheering for Brian Harson. I'm, I, you know, I'm Bama fan for Brian Harson Mick right now. The Auburn fans were mad at me for cheering for Auburn at Innisfree on Saturday, which I thought was pretty funny. You know, when I kept yelling, we go, <laughs> Mick, your thoughts on uh, Tennessee uh, beating Georgia and uh, just how good is this Tennessee team and their quarterback, Hooker? Yeah, that was a great win over Florida. You know, I, I'll tell you what. Hooker, to me, is the – he's mixed odds on favorite. going to be the highest trophy winner. Those touchdowns, no interceptions. Without them, they're just a regular middle-of-the-pack team. With them, they are in the top ten right now. Defense isn't great. They're a little bit better than last year. Uh, they didn't have Cedric Tillman this week, their top receiver, and they were still able to score points. Uh, how did Virginia Tech let this guy walk? You know, or maybe it's just the system. You know, maybe it's Josh Heupel's system that just works with Hooker. But I'll tell you what, man, he is a really exciting player to watch. Um, they, I, I'm watching the game and I'm going, okay. Um, Tennessee's defense still has a lot to behold, but uh, and they probably should have blown Florida out, but they never could really keep Anthony Richardson down, you know, and it was a little bit too close than it probably should have been, but it's a big win for Tennessee. Um, it wasn't the statement game that I thought that they, it might be, you know, because I thought that they were going to cover the 11, 11 and a half, 10 and a half, whatever you got it at, and, and really roll. 
Um, but they won the football game. You know, maybe they exercised the demons a little bit after losing a lot to Florida over the years. And I cannot wait to see what they do down at LSU. I think this is another really fun SEC matchup that we got coming up. Mick, always great to have you on again. Brought to us by Yingling Lager. And uh, each week, Mick with us on Mondays for about 30 minutes. And uh, tell everybody what you got coming up this week. Get about 30 seconds. Yeah, look, Monday night quarterback tonight, Jay and I will be on the Bama Insider YouTube channel Tuesday and Thursday. And then every Friday on the Bama Insider YouTube channel 6 to 8, we do the uh, Bama Insider tailgate show. And then it's uh, on radio statewide on Saturday. Um, but we've got a bunch of stuff going on. Jay and I also, after the game, are on YouTube, on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. As soon as the, the clock hits zero, we get on there and take your calls and break down the matchup. Mick, thank you, my man. Good stuff. And, uh, again, that's Alabama at Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS. That's Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider on 3 Media. We'll be back. Hour number two coming up. Tim Brando joins us at 1.15. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
888-5269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. Second hour, and at one fifteen, we got Tim Brando going to join us from Fox Sports. We are presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today; you'll absolutely love it. Again, downtown Birmingham, right beside Protective Stadium. Great for tailgating for any events there at Protective Stadium, and it's a great place to go out. They do a lot of events, charitable events, as well as corporate events uh, for you. So uh, check them out, Top Golf for Birmingham. You'll love it. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford in Anniston. Oxford, Alabama. Alabama's big win uh, this past weekend over Vanderbilt, 55-3. to Bryce having another big day, 385 yards passing and four touchdowns. And uh, an amazing day for him as well as for really all three phases of the game, Alabama's offense, defense, and special teams. They travel to Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS coming up on Saturday. And uh, that game uh, always tough on the road in the SEC, and it's been tough for the Crimson Tide the last couple of years on those road games as we've seen as they struggled against Texas to win that game 20 to 19. So they want to have a great showing on the road. And against a team that's uh, really disappointed in their loss to Texas A&M and the way that they lost it uh, with a fumble at the goal line as well as the missed uh, field goal there at the end as well. So a lot to uh, dive into this week, and uh, we do it here on this Monday edition. We've got Tim Brendo again coming up. We'll get his thoughts on not only Alabama, but uh, all throughout the SEC and some of the national matchups as well. Guys, before we dive back into college football, i got to ask you about uh, Ken Dorsey there at the end of the game, office coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. They're playing the Dolphins. They run out of time, and uh, they show the frustration uh, from the players on the field, and they go straight to the coach's box. And uh, Ken Dorsey, either he was upset or he was trying to kill a spider. I'm not sure which one it was, but, man, he was throwing stuff around. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, that was a really good description. I can't top that. Uh, you know, I, 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 I saw them talking about this on uh, ESPN this morning. I think it was Ryan Clark who made the point. Hey, if you're going to, like, throw your papers down, like, you need to stand up and then throw your papers down <laughs> or your laptop or whatever it is uh, that, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was not the um, ragiest picture of rage you've ever seen uh but uh you know he was frustrated it was it was a big game both for the bills and the dolphins and and jay i wanted to ask you about this game real quick uh tua and uh it was early it was sorry it was in the in the uh first half he goes down uh basically just gets pushed at the end of a play after he threw the ball and his the back of his head hit the ground pretty good and he gets up and takes two steps and staggers, staggers, and basically fall, almost falls all the way down. And takes a couple more steps and almost falls all the way down. And uh, you know, after the game, uh, people were well, a lot of people were surprised over social media that uh, he made it through the concussion protocol so quick. And now the NFLPA wants an investigation because Tua has come out and said, "Oh, it was a back injury." All right. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> that was uh, just your analysis, Jay, of what you saw uh, from Tua. And also, it was a great comeback. Uh, Tua made the throws, uh, especially uh, to Waddle uh, late in the game uh, to win it. But uh, your thoughts just on, on Tua and coming back from what certainly, to me, looked like a head injury. Uh, 
Well, Matt, what do you think? Well, I think it was a head injury, and I, and I don't know if they're already trying to you know, sorry, cover up things. <laughs> That's all right. Go, go ahead. Your, go ahead, Jake. Your thoughts on well, two. yeah, just real quick. Um, and yeah, he said after that he felt like he had a high percentage back, as he, as you said, and on uh, the uh, failed quarterback sneak, and that his back locked up on him after he hit the hit from uh, Milano and uh, causing him to stumble. He said it was sore when it did happen, uh, but I mean, my my any competitor that would have never wanted to come out, uh, would have did the same thing uh, to us said. Uh, so I was just trying my hardest to get back up and get the next play and run it. Um, he finished with 186 yards, passing a touchdown, completed 13 of 18 attempts. He said he would get tests and run on Monday and evaluate how he feels from there. Um, yeah, you, you got to be careful with him because it's the next hits that you worry about with the concussion. So I'm sure based on all the legal stuff they've gone through and all the uh, protocol with the player association, as well as with the league itself and the doctors that are involved, um, you know, they've really taken interest in this in, in a huge way based on some of the lawsuits they've had to deal with. So I can't imagine that at halftime and when they felt like that he was good to go, they had passed the protocol and things that uh, he needed to pass in order to get back on the, the field. There, there would be a lot to deal with uh, if they put him back on the field with any kind of uh, issues or worry that he might get that next hit. Because, Matt, that, that's the worst. I mean, uh, the concussion's bad, but it's the hits after the concussion immediately that can cause the severe damage and bleeding and other other issues that can really hurt you down the road. Jay, you know you're right, and you have given me cause to rethink this. There's no way they could try and cover up something like this. I guess I'm buying into the fact that it could be a back injury because, man, if if you allow him to go back on with a head injury, you're in deep doo-doo. If you allow him, <laughs> if you lie about it, you're in deeper doo-doo. Yeah. So uh, that's and it's, a, it's supposed that's a very to be good a, point. An, an uh, independent third party doing the con- concussion assessment, the protocol, okay. going going through the protocol. So it, it would be hard to argue that there's a conspiracy here, but it, it certainly looked His like it, it, it looked. It looked like it, a, it looked it, like a it concussion. It looked like that. But uh, upon further review and Jay Barker's advice, I think I'm going to go with the situation that Miami Dolphins are not dumb enough to try and do something like that. I will ask you guys this, an NFL question. Who are the only three and O teams in the National Football League? Miami. There you go. <laughs> uh, Giants can go 3-0 and tonight. They, they are 2-0. and but the only then, uh, two, three and O teams. Let's see uh, Miami, the Eagles. And who yeah. who quarterbacks those two teams? <laughs> yep, Eagles look like the best team in football right now, and Jalen Hurts Amazing. looks like a potential MVP. Jalen yeah, Hurts has good. improved. Uh, Jalen Hurts has improved. Jay his his, his throwing mechanics and just uh, his accuracy. Certainly, it helps the fact that they got A.J. Brown from uh, from the Titans, and, and, and Devontae Smith now seems to really be coming into his own in year two. Is it a function of just having better receivers, or are you seeing something different out of Jalen Hurts, Jay? No, better receivers, but I, you know, I think for him, you know, he came out of high school as more of a running-style quarterback, and they worked with him keeping his eyes down the field, but it just takes time. And, you know, and he's been given the time. Philadelphia's been patient with him, and He's just such a great competitor, um, you know, great guy, a great teammate. Uh, I think he, he has earns so much of the respect of all the – has earned so much of the respect of the players and that they believe in him, uh, that he's just a winner. And um, now he looks a lot better in the pocket every year. I think he's going to keep getting better and better. And, and the way that he lifts, the way how strong he is, he can sustain the licks, and which will give him durability for a period of time, for a long time. And uh, But no, with Smitty now out there and the guys they brought around him, uh, that makes a world of difference for a quarterback. I mean, when you can throw it up and a guy can go up like Smitty did on the goal line 
I mean, he went up over those guys and caught the ball. Waddle's done it for Tua over the yeah. last couple of games. Uh, so that you know, that's the difference makers right there. When you can put the ball down the field, throw at your receiver, just throw it at him, and that you know that he's got a great shot to go up and get it, and he's going to go up and go the high point and get it over a defensive back like that. Uh, that's that in itself gives you a ton of confidence as a quarterback to just let it fly. And that was on a fourth down play. And Smitty was not open. I mean, that was just a that was a great play by Smitty. But Matt, right now, who would you take if you needed to win one game? Jalen or Tua? Oh God! I think Max Max getting beat up every other week. I flipped Um, on this. I I think I I would take Jalen. I think I would too. And I mean him no disrespect, but he would be my third choice if you'd ask me, even at the beginning of the season. But Jay's better addressed, and he did just a moment ago to tell us about his improvements. But I never, I'll be honest, I never thought he would achieve this this high me, success. Me neither. Um, and I never thought he would continue it. I mean, that guy must, I don't know what he's doing in the offseason, but every NFL quarterback should take his course or his meals or his workout. I mean, And also, Devontae Smith, you know, he didn't, he didn't have a catch against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, yesterday he had eight catches, 169. Uh, and a touchdown. Now, if he keeps improving like Hurts is improving, maybe the Eagles are the best team in football. Jay, are you seeing anything different just out of Jalen's throwing mechanics? No, not really. I mean, I, I mean, he's getting the ball out quicker and, you know, just feels more comfortable in the pocket. And man, I just think it just it, it's the experience factor of, of playing in the game and playing with guys that you're going to continue to play with. He knows now with uh, Smitty, he's got a guy for a long time and, you know, they work together at Alabama, and um, you know it's it's just that comfort of you. You got the same with Tua with Waddle, and uh, you know I, I think they have a comfort level uh, together. It, it, you know, you look at both those guys have been what leaders in the NFL as far as passing yards over the last few weeks. Um, you know, Mac. I, I think Mac is struggling, honestly, just based on what I'm hearing from other guys who talked to him a lot. Uh, have said that um, you know, especially back in preseason, was that. They kind of dumbed the offense down a little bit for the guys and, and even for the guys calling it. And that, you know, he needs to be able to make more decisions at the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, and, and also a lot of, uh, you know, as far as the offensive line protection, the guys taking a ton of hits. Um, you know, and I liked his dance in the end zone this past week <laughs> after he scored the touchdown on the yeah, run. That's good. But uh, all three quarterbacks are, are, are playing at a high level, and he, he just needs more help from, I think, his coordinator, the scheme, allowing him to make more decisions at the line of scrimmage that is Mac. Uh, than than the uh, the other guys right now. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we got Tim Brando, Fox Sports, coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites quality. Tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days, highs between 78 and 81. Thursday, mostly sunny and cooler, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
let's get right to him. Tim Brando from Fox Sports joining us as he does each week. And uh, always great to have him on and get his take on not only Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, what's happening with the uh, Auburn Tigers. Man, what a win for them against Missouri this past weekend around the SEC and also some of the national games. But, Tim, hope you had a great call this weekend, and uh, thanks for being with us. Yeah, I saw a, a proud former Auburn Tiger lead his team from 12 down with three and a half to play. That's a, uh, we, we talked about it on Friday when I was with you from the Palouse. Um, uh, I'd say that that, uh, that move out to Eugene for uh, Bo Nix has been outstanding. He really, really was impressive. And Wazoo controlled that game most of the way. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of great football this past weekend everywhere. Tim, uh, just take us around the country and uh, just your takeaways from this weekend. Uh, any big surprises? Uh, just uh, thoughts on the, the, the picture from uh, 10,000 feet. Well, Lars, it's, the game is evolving big time uh, right about now. You know, this is a crucial period of growth uh, for teams. Once you get past the first couple of weeks of the season, and and you see the uh, the teams beginning to uh, to trend in one direction or another. Uh, I do think that sometimes the media narrative is so screwed up that um, people don't pay attention to it, uh, and it's unfortunate because, as I said, a lot of great football is being played in a number of places, and and a lot of fans that don't look at the sport globally are missing out because I I love the sport. Globally, you know, from from as you said, ten thousand feet or maybe even thirty thousand feet, and uh, you know what's going on at Kansas is just off off the charts. Uh, it, it's just incredible. The over under in Vegas was one and a half wins. I think I told you guys back in the summer that was the dead mortal lock bet since of the uh, of the of the, of the, of the right. season. Uh, here they are uh, with four wins, you know, four weeks in, and. Uh, uh, and, and they should be ranked. They absolutely should be ranked. Uh, Washington State, who lost a game that they had control of, uh, I believe should be ranked. And they're not ranked. Uh, and it's because, you know, the, the, the media from a, a college football standpoint is so locked in on brand names. And this is a byproduct of the 14 playoff. Uh, the pathetic part about our 14 playoff is that many in the media at a national level have chosen not to even address what's going on in, in other places uh, around the country. Uh, Washington is another great example of what they did to, you know, with Michael Penix's transfer. We've got a ton of great stories revolving around uh, transfer quarterbacks. The kid we saw at Washington State who lost the game, Cam Ward was making you know, plays that Dak Prescott used to make with the Cowboys when he was on a 10-game on win streak and cost Tony Romo his job with the Cowboys. Now, they lost the game in the end, but this is a kid that was playing in a carnate word in the FTS last year. You know, I love stories like that, and I, and I think that uh, we missed the boat there. When you see uh, the top 25 poll in the AP, and I'm so glad I gave my vote up years ago, and I did it because of the BCS. I said, you know what, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and condemn the BCS when they utilized, at that time they did, they utilized the AP poll as uh, one of the elements uh, within its, uh, its ranking system, so I gave it up. Uh, that thing's a travesty when you look at teams that are ranked versus teams that aren't, you know, who have done great things. So 
look, there, there are some surprises out there. Some of the teams that I said were frauds have proven to be so. Uh, Texas A&M got a much-needed win against Arkansas. Uh, Razorbacks' defensive backfield is, is a problem, uh, so much so that even A&M was able to win that game. But uh, if you look around and you see some of the other great stories that are out there, uh, and in the SEC, there's plenty of them, Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's just amazing how much we miss. Uh, college football is a sport that needs to be, I think, at least from a media standpoint. I get the fact that fans only care about their teams. You know, that's their right. If that's all you care about, I get it. But it's our responsibility to cover the sport in totality. And, man, it's never been better. You know, I mean, imagine the season we've seen so far if we were qualifying 12 teams for the college football playoff. <laughs> you know, once you get past the three, you know, once you get past um, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama, my God, it's a free-for-all. I, you know, who you put in four? Look, Michigan is still four in mine. I, it'll be out on Twitter and social media here in just a few minutes. But, my goodness, uh, I had Oklahoma on the doorstep. You saw what happened to them. Kansas State had their number for a number of years. And uh, it's just amazing what we see from that point forward. And, and these teams, that evolution of these teams uh, will, will mean so much more, Lars, when we do expand the playoffs. And it's just going to make it so much more fun. Fox Sports, Tim Brando is our guest on the Jay Barker Show and Network. I want to give you credit. Uh, Friday, when you were on the show, you said Wazoo would put up a big fight, and you also said the very same thing about Oregon State, and they did against USC. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you yep. for that. I'm moving back to the SEC. Um, mm -hmm. There was back in the day the, uh, the, the quote was, they've got a horseshoe rammed up, you know. Is that where Auburn is? I just, it, it's amazing <laughs> to me how, how they won or maybe how Missouri lost that game. Yeah, yeah, it's um... – you got to button up, man. You got to, and that's, I'm sure that's what, um, I'm sure that's what, uh, Coach Trinkwitz is thinking about right now is that that, that, that game was right to be taken. And, uh, you know, he, he had a player that let, let go of the ball at just the, the most inopportune time. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's crazy about it, Matt. A win like that, okay, for, for a team in peril like, like Auburn, who knows? You know, that might be a seminal moment for them, you know, uh, and, and I'm rooting for Brian Harson, by the way, I am, uh, I'd love to see, I don't root for teams, but I'm, I root for people. And I think he's been put in just an awful position. Now you can be cynical and say, well, with all the money they're paying and all the money that they'll pay him to get the hell out of there, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Eh, I'm, no, I do. I have some empathy. Uh, because there is a boatload of Auburn fans that are actually in that stadium that are rooting against him too, and um, that's a shame. So, what what if here? Okay, <laughs> as crazy as it may seem, what what if they they get on a bit of a roll? And uh, this season is so crazy that um, as long as they have this sort of, and this is what happens with teams when they know their coach is on the chopping block, they galvanize. It becomes a rallying cry. It's um, it's us against everybody else, including the friendly fire in and around the plains of Auburn, Alabama. Uh, it, I'm going to be very interested to see how uh, they get through this. Okay, because it could go, it could go either one of two ways. They could either collapse, 
or they could um, uh, surprise us from this point forward. That was certainly, for me, uh, a game that uh, could tilt it one way or the other because I felt Missouri had enough issues that Auburn could win despite everything that's going on with them. Now, they got a gift. That was a gift W, no doubt. But uh, what, what you do with that gift is what matters. Tim Brando, our guest, Fox Sports, and uh, always great to have him on. Yeah, I mean, uh, amazing. Uh, you know, you look at now Joel Platt coming out today saying that uh, Deion Sanders will be the next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. That's not good for mm-hmm. Harson and um, surprise. But just on that topic itself, the firing of so many head coaches, coordinators, and ADs now at Georgia Tech and four games into a season, where is the set now with college football? I mean, it, I mean, it just seems too early to make those type of decisions. In today's climate, um, Jay, it, it, it seems that uh, if you have a strong president that's hands-on, um, then the athletic director can be bypassed uh, in terms of power. Uh, athletic directors are either really high-profile and powerful, or they're not. And, and if the coach knows that, it's very important for the head coach to have as good of a relationship with his president as he has with, with his AD. Because the AD may be responsible for you being there, but the president has enough power to keep you there if the AD gets cut. And, and we've seen that happen uh, already, and we could see it again. Um, that, that, that says a lot, that, that the infrastructure of power and the many layers of bureaucracy that we have in the game is a byproduct of um, you know, a history that's been uh, uh, unique, to say the very least in college football, but when we hear the, the, the term politics is local, well, that's never more true than in college towns when it comes to football. And and I think that's the situation, you know, that Harson has right now. I, um, I have great respect for Joel. Uh, I do, but I, I, I wish that, you know, he'd leave that to, to someone else because I think it's a, it's a tough spot for Brian. I, I do think he's probably right. You know, Platt usually is right. Uh, but but I, I think to make it as uncomfortable as possible on Auburn right now is something that may be driving Bryant and, and this Auburn football team. You know, if they can continue to uh, find a way to win and maybe upset some people that uh, that many people don't expect them to, to beat, uh, then I think it's going to make for uh, a, a more difficult situation for the power brokers there, which I'd love to see. I'd, I'd like to see the squirming of those that believe they have all the power when, in fact, maybe they don't. Tim, is there any chance that Arkansas pulls off the upset of Alabama uh, this weekend? Well, I think they may have gotten caught a little bit looking ahead last week, uh, Lars. You know, that that's, Arkansas, in my opinion, is a better team than Texas A&M. Uh, and Sam Pittman didn't just suddenly fall off a turnip truck because he lost that game to Jimbo. That, that's a game that Arkansas has has controlled. You know, the, the games have always been close, but Arkansas has usually come out the winner. But maybe, and I think he saw it. If you noticed his um, his statements last week uh, after the win over Missouri State, he kind of knew they didn't play well, and he said so during the course of the week. He was uh, pretty, if you look back at the sound bites, he was pretty transparent about you know how he felt about his team, that they weren't tackling as well, that their secondary was last in Division One, okay, and and I felt I felt A and M 
likely would not be good enough in their own passing game to take advantage of Arkansas's weaknesses. But I was wrong. And um, and that's why uh, they, they were able to come out of there with the victory. And uh, that's another one to watch now. This this is actually good for the upcoming Alabama uh, A&M game that the Aggies are uh, feel like, anyway. They're getting some, some footing here, some traction before – uh, coming into Tuscaloosa on October the 8th. Tim, final question, where are you at this week? Oh, another good one. And, oh, by the way, Texas is not back. Exactly. I think I might have said that earlier this year. I think I might have said Texas is not back. Yeah. You know, I had Texas Tech a few weeks ago in that overtime game against Houston. And I think I told you guys at that time, look out. They circled that game with uh, with Texas. They, they have absolutely circled that game. And Joey McGuire's team came from two touchdowns behind uh, to beat Texas, albeit in Lubbock. But, you know, those fans and that program probably felt this might be our last chance to play and beat Texas. So the game just mattered a lot more to the Red Raiders. And so the Longhorns, after everyone in the national media, I mean everyone, after the loss to Alabama said, oh, man, Texas looks – they look like they're back. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost their quarterback and they still uncuffed. <laughs> we make these quick decisions after week one and week two like we really know what's going on and we don't. <laughs> uh, the big picture on Texas has been they've said they're back and the people in the media have, have helped allow them to say they're back, and they're not. Um so I've got them against West Virginia, a West Virginia team that, while they lost at home to Kansas, was able to go on the road and handle Virginia Tech with, with ease last Friday night. So that's going to be a fun game to see uh, Coach Brown's and Neil Brown's team go in there, uh, you know, feeling good about itself after getting a road win against the team that has inner Sandman, one of the greatest uh, pregame mm-hmm. rituals we have in college football. And uh, they're going to, they've gone into Texas and won before. So it's a prime timer on FS1, and uh, and should be a wild one. Coach McGuire told his team after the game in the locker room, guys, all of college football goes through Lubbock now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great? And you know what? To show and, and listen, we've looked. I, I can say this, fellas. I look in the mirror, and we find the enemy. The enemy is us. Think about this, okay? Kansas State beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma. All right. Texas Tech beat Texas at home. And for their reward, this week, uh, their games, uh, they're, they're going to be going at it to those two teams on ESPN+. Plus. Okay? Crazy. <laughs> Texas, Crazy. Texas will be with, with Spencer and me, and, uh, and Oklahoma is going to be on ABC. Okay? So it really didn't matter, you know, in the realm of college football where it's all about branding, you can go out there and kick butt and surprise people, and you're still under the radar. And uh, – and we're as guilty of uh, of allowing that to happen as any. Uh, yeah, but it's no just, doubt. It's, it's something about where we are in, in college football and the mentality. That's why we need this expansion so soon. Tim, always great to have you on, my man. Have a great week. Okay, fellas. Thanks. All the best. All right. Thank you. Tim Brando, Fox Sports, joining us. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and continue. More to come. College football rankings out. We talked a little bit about them. AP Top 25 and the coaches poll. But they're a little different when it comes to voting. We'll tell you why on the other side. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. We were talking about going out. Uh, the coaches poll and the AP poll are so different when it comes to the really the top two teams, uh, Alabama and Georgia, as far as the voting. Georgia got past Kansas State 39-22, a lot tougher than most people thought was going to happen this weekend. But you look at the two polls, Georgia and the AP poll, they got 55 first-place votes. Alabama got four. Ohio State got four at number three. And then they got four at number three. Ohio State did. Alabama got 26, 22 more votes by the coaches and Georgia ended up with 34 votes. Um, is that a little bit of a tell sign for uh, what the coaches see compared to what the media sees, Matt? Well, uh, I kind of thought that would happen Me based too. on what uh, Kent and Georgia did. Um, I thought there was a chance they might overtake them because, you know, a, a near miss at Austin and Alabama dropped a number two. Um, I, I can guess I can see it being about the way it is, but I'm with Brando guys. Let's toss this around for a minute. Who is the fourth best team in college football? Well, right now I would have, uh, I mean, it, it is, it seems like a three man race, so to speak. Right, right now, I mean, I think o- it is. Ohio state looked like a potential national champion in annihilating Wisconsin 52 to 21. This is a pretty good Wisconsin team. C.J. Stroud threw five touchdown passes. Uh, Buckeyes had two backs, rushed for over 100. Uh, Ohio State's defense held Wisconsin just to 11 first downs. Uh, this, the, the, the difference on the field was, was dramatic. But fourth best team in the country, I, I think it's uh, up for debate, Jay. Um, I, I, I'm probably with Brando. I'd, I'd go Michigan at this point, but uh, it's hard to it's hard to see. I mean, is is uh, is is Tennessee the third best team <laughs> right now in in the SEC? Uh, Jay, I, I would I would say yes, they are. Yeah, Tennessee, Kentucky, both those teams are playing at a high level, and uh, Kentucky ahead of them in both polls at uh, number seven in the AP, number eight in the coaches poll. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I would probably have Michigan there as well, just based on how well they played. I, I tell you the surprise of the year I, that Lincoln Riley's got USC at number six, Matt. I mean, that, what, a, what a huge turnaround he's made. And, and I don't know if it's the USC is playing at that level, that they should be ranked that high, or if it's the brand of Lincoln Riley and the quarterback he was able to bring with him, Gilbert, over to play that position. But um, he's got him at the sixth spot right now, four games in, and uh, moved up very quickly. I... um. I'm not really surprised that they're undefeated at this point. They have not had the most difficult of schedules. But the reason I think they're 4-0 and why a lot of people are opening their eyes now is because of Caleb Williams. Uh, this guy is just a multi-talented quarterback, and he wins. The other deal is that uh, even in just his initial year, Riley has settled in and very comfortable with the transfer portal, and he used the bejujus out of it in the first, you know, in his first year there, 
and I don't think they are the fourth best team in the country. I've, I've got to see them play a couple more teams. I, I thought Stanford would be a test, but then, you know, I, I don't think Stanford's very good this year. But uh, that's where I am with the Trojans. As far as my choice for fourth, just to be different, I'm going to put Clemson up there. Even though they haven't been real impressive, they are 4-0, and and they have the heritage. They're barely 4-0. Barely after, getting them uh, by, yeah. No doubt. On Saturday, yeah. Well, but, and, and so you but, uh, back to yeah, back to USC real quick. They got Arizona State coming up. They just get by Oregon State. Arizona State's in a debacle right now. Lost their head coach, Herm Edwards. Washington State, I mean, they've, they've looked okay at times. But really, the test will be Utah. Uh, the number 12 team in the country right now. And, um, you know, probably for them, uh, whether we're number 12 here, I think, I'm not sure if they're still number 12 or not. Uh, Arizona, at Arizona, then they got California, uh, Cal, they got Colorado, UCLA, then Notre Dame will be somewhat of another test for them at the end of the year. But, uh, but you're right, Matt. I mean, Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, Arizona State, um, they're 4 0, but really, you know, they haven't really played some of the top tier teams in the country. That Utah game will be the kind of the first chance we get to. A sense of really where they're at. I I agree, but I, I think you also can take a real positive out of USC and barely defeating Oregon State, who was undefeated, uh, winning seventeen fourteen. Is that these are the kind of games that USC lost before, right? When Lincoln True. Riley wasn't there. I mean, uh, Caleb Williams was off. Uh, he did not play well. Uh, the whole team just seemed uh, off, and they were a little beat up. They couldn't generate much against the Oregon State defense. But then Caleb Williams, he made uh, he made the plays when he had to, and they ended up winning seventeen to fourteen. Again, in in previous years, in the previous few coaches, this is a game that USC loses, and 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 Matt, they were able to to gut it out. I mean, this is much like it, this could be a kind of springboard. The way that Alabama surviving Texas could be a springboard. They're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot about what when they play Washington State, Utah. I think they're also fortunate on the scheduling side that they don't have to face Bo Nix and Oregon or the Huskies of Washington. That being said, guys, just to add another of the long list of things that Nick Saban and Alabama does perfectly that I just found out about this morning that you just slap your head and go, man, that is so smart. I got that coming up. All right, we'll do it on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. We'll wrap up hour number two. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. you ever wanted to be inside Bryant Denny in the middle of the field sitting in the lower bowl watching your beloved Alabama tomorrow and Wednesday sunny both days highs between 78 and 81 Thursday mostly sunny and cooler the high 76 I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9 it's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa Welcome back in, and I want to remind you to go online at joinhtt.com. That's joinhtt.com for high-tide traditions. Bama fans out there, I'm telling you, uh, all the universities and the major competitions around the SEC especially uh, all have these collectives, and they're doing the exact same thing as far as monthly subscriptions and all types of ways to raise money. 
for their collectives. You can be a part of it and uh, join HTT. That's, uh, again, High Tide Traditions. Go join HTT.com. Join HTT.com and uh, find out more information about how you can be a part of uh, continuing the success that Coach Saban has had over the last 15 years. Uh, just a new part of how things are going in college football. You can be a part of it and be a champion off the field for the players being champions on the field for you. Again, join HTT.com for High Tide Traditions. All right, uh, guys, Matt, you had a tease going into the break. Uh, what does Nick Saban yeah. do so well? Well, he just dots every I like more than once. And I didn't know that, that Alabama did this, but Marlon Humphrey put it on Twitter. And then I believe it was uh, Mark Heim that put it on AL.com. It's worth a look and a read. But Alabama sends a swag package. Now, they call it a care package, but uh, do you really need all that much care if you're making a million dollars to the NFL? <laughs> uh, I think it's swag. But it's a, it's a box. It looks like it would uh, hold a couple of bowling balls. It's a big square box, and it's got logos all over it. But inside, each former Alabama player gets a hat, a crimson windbreaker, a knit cap, a quarter-zip pullover with the old-school logo, a thin hoodie, a casual long-sleeve shirt, shorts, a sweatshirt, a hooded sweatshirt, a traditional pullover. Lars, what does that do when your favorite player in the NFL has – if Marlon Humphreys comes out after the game, he got an Alabama hoodie on. Yeah, I mean, it's the greatest recruiting tool imaginable. I think uh, the numbers are 46 first-round draft picks that Nick Saban's produced at Alabama. Uh, the 10 players drafted in 2021, including uh, six first-rounders, their contracts were worth a total of $135 million. So $135 million, that's just from uh, the players in 2021. And, uh, you know, the... Every, it's just the, the machine keeps moving along, Jay, and uh, this is just, a, 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 I think, a subtle way of, of reminding kids, hey, the ultimate goal here is, and Nick Saban says this all the time, Jay, we want to do whatever we can to increase your value. And, man, he has done that very well with his uh, kids who have come to Alabama. And, and, and the thing is, Jay, it's not just getting the top recruits that certainly helps but it's also a developmental program you see a lot of other uh, uh teams in in college football that get a bunch of four and five star kids but that doesn't translate into becoming first round draft picks so i think that one thing that is overlooked a little bit is that alabama to me is a developmental program as much as a program that attracts top high school talent jay Lars, that was a question I asked Christian Miller last week is what makes him so different than other coaches that can bring not only the talent in, but can develop it and get it to the next level to where there's, you know, 58 guys on NFL rosters right now, uh, more on the practice squads. And uh, those guys are able to stick around because what he said is that, you know, you're learning NFL lingo. You're learning how to practice in the NFL. You're learning how what it takes uh, from the mental aspect of it and understanding of schemes. Uh, that prepares you probably as, as good as anybody at the defensive back or the defensive side of the football, especially now it's offense as well with wide receiver you. We've seen all these guys go in, quarterback you with three, uh, last three quarterbacks, Alabama getting drafted in the first or second round. Um, also, you know, now with Bryce, what's going to happen with him? So it's that he has been a great, um, you know, 
great developer of talent uh, to get those guys ready for the next level. And that, that's what makes it special. If you're a, a top high school uh, prospect coming out, I mean, how if you want to play at the NFL, where do you go? You go to the place where they're developing them. And uh, not just to coming in as, as a top talented guy and may not be developed to where you can go and sustain your career. That's what's been different about this Crimson Tide uh, team under Coach Saban than any Alabama team I've seen, you know, maybe since Coach Bryant uh, and, and maybe even a lot more successful uh, than even with Coach Bryant uh, did as far as developing players to that next level. The other thing, too, back to the boxes, Matt, this has been going on for a while now. And it was funny, I was talking, Antonio texted me this morning and said, uh, when they start doing the swag box, I'm like, well, they've been doing it for a while. I'm not sure how many years. I think it goes back about five or more years. Um, I think that's right. Uh, I know Hang that they've on. been doing stop, it. Stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop, yeah. Stop. You buried the lead. Yeah, I mean, of course, Langham is looking Langham. for swag. Exactly. He's going to be the well, first, and he and he wants three. Well, that's what we were talking about. Saying, what about the former NFL guys, or at least guys that won national awards, yeah. to get this box as well? <laughs> I, I agree 100%, and so, sh- and so should their I'm, friends and their I'm, co-hosts. I'm sure Antonio's already texted Nick Saban. And he's the yeah, player. I told him, I said, you need to text Saban right now and text Ellis and tell those guys what we want because he's, he's already gone before him trying to get the SEC ring. You know, like they get the SEC championship ring and the national championship ring and, and the West division ring now. So he, he petitioned the university about two years ago for that, <laughs> trying to get the rings done. And uh, he was wanting to get them done for the 30th anniversary, which would have been really cool to have had something like that to be handed yeah. out. But um, yeah, but we ours represented all three of those things at that time. Now they get three beautiful rings and a beautiful case. But that that's the thing about it, Matt. I mean, Coach Saban, you know, not only from the NFL, but everything is first class. Uh, even the rings now that they get, you know, the the way that everything is done there is just at, at the highest, the highest of levels. Yeah, just a note on the rings. Do they get any bigger? I mean, they they're look they look like the hubcap off of a Kia. They are so large. I know. I, I and I, I think there's like a a uh, a group text that has all the NFL guys in it. That okay. Nick Nick, I believe Jay. Oh. I, I I could be wrong on this, but I, I I believe he grew he texts everybody in the NFL and just uh, let wishes them like good luck. I think every every Sunday. Yes. Hey, this is Daddy. Good luck. And have a good time today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have no Boy, idea if he does you know how much have that it, or yeah. not. If, yeah, I, I think he does that. But it would be it would be nice if you're a reporter to uh, have the uh, contacts at Nick Saban's cell phone. Oh my! <laughs> but he still doesn't text. I guess he sent out one text a couple of weeks ago. I can't even remember what it was in regards to. But um, you know, all of these advances and everything that he's made and all that they do, he doesn't do that. But he doesn't yeah. need to. He has I, others I know that do it for somebody him. at Alabama does text everybody out. I don't know if it's actually Nick, yeah. but somebody texts all the NFL, all the guys in the NFL. Well, and that's just another way to. What is it? Uh, all part of the process. Yep. That is all part of the process. All right, Monday edition in the books. Thanks to uh, Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider on All Three Media. Also, uh, Tim Brando from Fox Sports. Uh, we'll get ready for Alabama travels to Arkansas. It is a two thirty kickoff on CBS. Thanks to Joe Gaither and all the producers Hardy there at Tide 100.9 FM and Josh Smith, our producer for all things here on the Jay Barker Show and the Jay Barker Radio Network. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.